This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Read the program. I was just in the group uh, reading some of the comments. Some of you are celebrating new lows. Others are riding that struggle bus. Um, that sounds about right. That sounds about right for where we are at in the program. Week 10, uh, rolling through with our food plan revamp. How are you doing? Are you doubling down? Are you, are you laying off? Are you starting to chill? Are you tired or are you doubling down? What's, what's your, what's, how do you want to feel at the end of this program? How do you want to feel not just at the end of your weight loss journey, but how do you want to feel at the end of the program? Uh, do a little self check-in. I know it's kind of midweek, but Hey, that's the perfect time for it. Um, and ask yourself, how am I doing? What's my, how's my mindset? How am I showing up for myself? Am I happy with the way that I'm showing up for myself? Is there more than I can do? Should I stop and take a minute and pat myself on the back because I'm still here in week 10? I'm doing all the things and I'm really proud of myself. And being proud of yourself doesn't have to be tied to crushing it on the scale. You can be proud of yourself and flailing. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm flailing. I'm showing up. I'm I'm going for the wet hair look uh, fresh out of the shower today. I feel like I'm flailing a bit, but I'm also really fucking proud of myself for keeping my shit together the way I'm keeping it together because it could be so much worse. So I'm celebrating the fact that I'm here today. What about you? I think it's a great time to reflect we're rolling into the holiday season. You know, the summer is so great because you just feel like ah, summer, a bit of a break in life, you know, then the, the, the longer days, it's just like, then you roll into fall and you got that fresh start, that crispness in the air and like, okay, I'm going to do all the things. And then you get to like November and you're like, the fog is going on. And then you feel the pressure of the holiday season followed by the new year. And you're just starting that shit all over again. And it's just groundhog every day, all day long. So there can be some big feels uh, this time of year. So, you know, let's think back at previous years. Do you feel like it's the same thing this time of year every year? Let's make some changes. I loved our conversation with Dr. Paul yesterday. I actually took it to heart and um, there were some really good takeaways there. I mean, I've had this conversation a million times, but, you know, it's all about having it and absorbing it where you are at right now you know, where you're at right now. And the, and the simplifying, he, he talked, if, if you didn't, if you didn't have an opportunity to listen, make sure you do. We talked about stress and adaptogens and how it can impact your weight loss journey. And it was a different kind of conversation. Um, not just the same old, you know, get at get better sleep and, you know, take some deep breaths kind of stuff, really talking about the impact of it. One of the good takeaways he had was talking about simplifying, 
simplifying your life, you know, simplifying your environment, simplifying your schedule. And that doesn't mean like, I think sometimes we perceive that when we make change, we're going to just feel amazing. and It's going to be so easy and we're going to be happy. And sometimes the changes that we need to make for ourselves, we're not really happy about. We're just like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. But you know, you keep do I want to drink wine every night. It makes me feel like garbage the next day. It's not helping my situation. So yes, I'm I I'm excited about making a change and 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 cutting alcohol out or minimizing it, for example. But at the same time, I'm a little bit pissy pants about it. That goes with anything in your life and the changes that you're making. Same thing with food, right? You want to lose the weight, you want to feel healthy, but you know, I want to have my nachos and my tacos and my burgers and my fries and all my chippies too. At the same time, you know, so I think sometimes it's like weight loss. So the reason why people perceive, so what's going to, as we have a post today, people's reactions to your weight loss, um, which is really timely and interesting because some people are just amazing and supportive and other people are just turds, (laughs) shit that they say, (laughs) You know, when it when it comes to uh, losing weight, that because you will have lost weight on this program, people will notice. It's interesting for the kajillion dollar industry that the weight loss uh, weight loss world is. Um, no one believes that you can lose weight in a healthy way. So when you actually do it, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised. Some of you are like, "Oh my God, you lost weight. Are you okay? Are you sick?" Like, the reactions we get are not like, "Oh, good for you." You know, like it's it. Well, when it's weird to compliment on anyone's weight, no one knows what to do these days. Do you compliment someone? Do you not compliment someone? My favorite compliments when people do our program is, "You look amazing. You look great. Your energy is great." Like rather than, "Oh my God, you've lost a lot of weight." But people don't believe that you can lose weight in a healthy way. And that's why some of you will get the reactions that you get. For everyone trying to lose weight, people do not believe that you can lose weight without doing some sort of weird shit, taking some drug, doing some crazy wackadoo diet and whatnot. And one of those reasons is, if you think about it, you know, people try to, every time the new year rolls around, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to clean up my eating, I'm going to be healthier, that type of thing. Well, think about the program, right? When you are, when you are eating all these nutrient rich foods and, you know, trying to be as healthy as possible, you don't exactly feel amazing. I mean, you do have moments where you feel great. That's the end game. Overall, you feel better than you ever have. But, you know, when your body's detoxing and that, that scale is moving, you can feel like, crap. You're just like, oh man, I don't feel great. And then you start exercising, you start making all these changes. It messes with your bowel movement. Sometimes that's not fun. Your weight can go up before it drops. So you have all these people every year, like I'm going to try to be healthy. And then they feel like shit and their weight goes up and they feel bloated or gross. Now we know that's a normal response right before the scale drops. But other people don't. People don't know it's normal for your weight to go up before it drops. It's normal to feel bloated and gross and just kind of ah before your weight drops, right? But So here you have so many people who try to be healthy thinking, oh, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm going to have regular S-shaped bowel movements and I'm going to this and I'm going to that. Meanwhile, you're just like, Whoa, this isn't working. So there's a lot to it. There is a lot to it. Um, so make sure you read over that post today, people's reactions. It'll make you, it'll just, it'll prep you for people's reactions. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that as we go. We're also going to talk a lot more about maintenance. I'm just going to scroll back on these questions and start running through. We talk about maintenance. Uh, you guys know we're having that big Black Friday sale. So we've never done a Black Friday sale. Like I, our, our model around here is accessible. 
right? Not just, you know, people all over the world doing our program, but having captions, following the AODA, you know, trying to make it um, also affordable for people. You know, we could charge probably thousands of dollars for it. In fact, I know people are are charging thousands of dollars for less than what we offer. I went to the obesity summit. I know what people are charging to help people out there. For everything you get on the program, we could easily charge thousands of dollars, but we don't because that's not going to help make a dent in obesity rates. And that's my ultimate goal at the end of the day. I want to see those, those numbers start declining instead of increasing year over year over year over year. So it's really important to us that we make the program um, affordable. One of the ways we do that is through our podcast. We do advertising. You'll notice I don't do advertising on my social media because and I sharing is caring. I like to leave that space if I find great products to let you guys know about them. And then I want to continue to do more and more of that. Um, so I don't do ads on my social media. Um, we do do ads on our podcast because it's a it generates money and we're able to you know it's just one way to offset costs. And so we try to make the program super affordable. You may not know this, but we give away hundreds of programs, uh, if not more, every group to people who can't afford the program. We do that. Um, we're really mindful of that. We also, we also, you know, make our donations uh, behind the scenes to a variety of different charities and whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> we want to keep our price as low as it can go. Nothing pisses me off more than I saw someone the other day who was giving like a thousand dollars off their program. I was. <laughs> you can give a thousand fucking dollars off your program your program is way too fucking expensive you do not need to charge that much listen i'm all i'm an entrepreneur don't get me wrong i'm not i don't want to knock anyone's business um because i'm all about making money i got four kids they are so freaking expensive they're probably going to live at home forever as well. Um, but man, I was just thinking about that. I'm just like, oh, God, $1,000 off your program. Jesus, I'm just trying to get people to invest 75 bucks in themselves. Um, so anyway, nothing pisses me off. And, you know, when I'm just like, why can't you just make it more affordable year round? Um, but anyway, I get it. So we don't discount our uh, our weight loss program um, itself. I mean, the costs keep going up. Just like costs are going up for you guys, they're going up for us too. It's hard to keep that price at that seventy five bucks. Um, but so this maintenance sale is bigger than that. Okay, the main people are not. I I met someone who has done the program maintained for over a year, and I asked them if they were in the maintenance group, and they're like, no. I'm like, you're not. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, why not? Like, the maintenance group is awesome. It's like, what? Like, and and not to say that they don't. That, like, they were kind of talking about how they were struggling a little bit. And I was like, why, why aren't you in the maintenance group? But like, well, I really don't know much about it, and I'm not really sure, and whatever. So, it really got me thinking. Like, people should be in maintenance. They should want to be in the maintenance group. The goal is maintenance. The goal isn't even weight loss. The goal here isn't weight loss. You're going to lose your weight. You just keep showing up doing what you need to do, working through your shit, you're going to lose the weight. Your body doesn't want the fat any more than you do. You're going to lose it. So to me, ultimately, the goal is maintenance. And so that's what our sale is about this Friday, is I'm trying to motivate as many of you as possible to manifest your maintenance, to lock it in, to have that, this is where you're going. You're not, you're not, it's not even like Disneyland, right? Disneyland is like reaching your goal. It's, it's beyond that, right? It's, and, and beyond maintenance, after maintenance is you're finally in forever. That's where you're just waking up, looking good, feeling good, just living your life. That I mean, that's really the goal. <laughs> so many goals here on a Wednesday. Lose your weight, 
right? Then maintain your weight and then just move on with the rest of your life. So um, I don't know how I got on this topic, um, but we're going to also be talking about maintenance. I think that's what it is. So Friday, you want to take advantage of our, our Black Friday sale uh, one day only. You'll probably never see that sale again. Um, it's this Friday. All you got to do is go to the website. Now, some of you are asking about the maintenance group. Can I, can I still do weight loss and do maintenance? So you can buy now and then join it later, or you can buy now and join it and see what's going on in it. You don't have to use it right away. So, so if you are planning on hitting maintenance, I do think it's a great idea. It's a, so it's a different program. It's not like, Oh, another program. It's a group. It's not a program. It's a group. And it's where we have a team of people there to answer any questions that you have day to day. So you have any questions about maintenance at all. Um, we'll have a team of people there to help you. We also go live. We have guest segments. Dr. Alinka joined us the other day. Dr. Paul is coming in on Friday. Um, we have, I don't know, we have, um, oh, we have we have daily posts. We have a whole bunch of shit in there. Anyway, it's fun. But we're going to talk maintenance. Aside, aside from that, I always say you don't have to join the maintenance group to know about maintenance. So we're going to talk about maintenance and everything that you need to know. So we don't withhold any information. You don't have to buy the maintenance program in order to get the information. That's really, really important. We give it to you all for free. In fact, it's in your app right now. It's in the book. It's in the app. If you read about, if you want to read about maintenance, you can read about maintenance. We're going to cover maintenance in the last week of the program. For those of you who still have weight to lose, it's game on and the focus is losing. For those of you who are ready for maintenance, we're going to have that conversation. All right, let's get into your questions today. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. I just came back from 10 days holiday and weigh the same. I was so good when I was away and lived at the salad bar and fruit. I love that. That's a whole vibe. Now, if you just came back from a 10-day holiday, and especially if there was flying involved and you weigh the same, chances are your weight is actually down. I would bet in the next couple of days, you're actually going to see your weight drop because your weight should be up, especially if you were flying because flying sucks the altitude, like the altitude sucks the water out of your body. So for sure you're dehydrated. Um, so if your weight is the same, chances are your weight is actually down. This is one of the things we talk a lot about in maintenance because people are surprised that they're living their lives and able to maintain their weight. Um, and, and more so they're going on uh, vacation. We had a, we have, we have a woman in maintenance. I think she, she traveled like something like 90 something days of the year, able to maintain uh, her weight. So you should be able to maintain your weight even if you go eat your face off, because you cannot do that much damage in a week. You can feel like, oh, you can come back, your weight can be up, and you can feel like you gained 10 pounds, but as soon as you get right back on track, that weight's going to drop. Today, 12 o'clock, Kim and I are going to talk about back on track. You're going to want to know back on track. At some point, you're going to need back on track. Back on track is a, an amazing technique that will help you get back on track moving forward in the program. And then more importantly, once you're in maintenance, whenever you do find yourself indulging to the point that you feel it, you're rather than starving and depriving and punishing yourself like you might have done in the past, you're just going to get back on track for a couple of days. And that's going to stimulate your digestive system. It's going to help your body with any backlog. It's going to calm your body down because it refers to the original food plan. And then your weight will drop right back down and then you'll be good to go. A big question we get a lot of uh, from people is like, can I just do the original food plan? You can. You can just do the original food plan, but the tweaks each week are designed to like get that body's attention, keep things moving and grooving, um, help you level up in areas beyond just the physical, mental issues, associations, get even more in tune to your body's needs. Um, the basic food plan is great because your body's gotten so used to it, which is great for resetting when you're starting over again. Um, it's great for when you indulge because your body's so familiar with the routine, but it's not the most proactive. 
um, thing to do when following the program. Like if you just did back on track, you would eventually lose your weight. It's just this whole program and process speeds it up in a variety of different ways, physically and mentally. We get that question a lot. Listening with my hygienist, getting my teeth clean. She's a livy loser too. Hi, hi, Natalie. Um, I get, I got, I had to get gum surgery in the summertime, and I had some complications with that. I know, I still do. I had to go back for another surgery. Yay me! Um, so I'm like, I, I try to get my teeth cleaned every four months. Oral hygiene is so important. We never talk about the importance of oral hygiene, and we really should. Um, Because that's where really everything really starts uh, in your mouth. Even your heart health has been tied to oral hygiene. But I'm getting my teeth clean on Monday. I can't wait. I'm going past, like I usually go every four months. Now I'm like, now I'm at like six months and I'm just going, my my mouth just feels so like, ah. So I can't, I love getting my teeth clean. Um, Good morning. Hi, Dave Stewart. Shout out to all those of us who have their weight up as usual. whose scales are up today. Hello. (laughs) Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate that because either you indulged and it was hashtag worth it or that scale is about to drop. So let's shout that out. Let's shut that out. Um, we did some fun stuff. Um, I got to, I got to meet Dave. Um, I'm spoiler alert. Um, on the weekend, you might've seen our post on social media. So we went and we had some Livy losers join us for the day and we did some fun stuff. Dave was one of them. Um, and man, did we have fun? Uh, we had such a great time. I'm so excited. I'm under some embargo from my social media team. I know I just spoiled it right now. Um, <laughs> to not say much because they're trying to put some fun stuff together that you guys are going to really love. Um, but I had an opportunity to meet, uh, Dave in person um and he's just as fun and funny as he is um in the lives um and on our segment yeah, if you hadn't have an opportunity to spill the to watch his spill the tea you should good morning first live I've made it to in a week at glad to be back in the meantime the scale is down and I've made it to the 150s I love that okay that's amazing see you don't have to be all in every day watching all the things doing all the things the momentum is strong the momentum is strong like at this point really everything you first of all you're juggling so many balls so many of you that you're not even noticing how many balls you're juggling you're doing a lot every day because you are just now instinctually wired to thinking about your water thinking about food in tune to your body's needs it's just happening second nature that's why you're doing all of this that's why you're asking those four questions and you're setting your intentions and end of day reflections and you're showing up every day because you want all of it to be second nature. When I say finally and forever is wake up, look good, feel good. Just go about your day, right? Like I don't plan what I'm going to eat or not eat each day. I wake up. Tony's like, are you hungry or are you not hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. No, I'm not hungry. Whatever. You know, and then I go about my day. Sometimes I start to notice I get irritable because I'm one of those people that can go all day without eating because I'm focused on doing what I'm doing. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, oh yeah, I need to eat. So then I'll get up. I'll look at my fridge and I'll be like, what do I want? Do I want some protein? Do I want some eggs? Do I want some meat? Do I want some leftovers? Do I want some fruit? Do I want some veggies? Do I want, like, what do I want? But it happens so fast. And, you know, then I eat something and I'm in tune and I'll just know, like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm just, I don't even think about it anymore. Like I, you know, I put together some fruit on a plate, some cheese, whatever, and I bring it down and it sits here. And then half the time, half of it's still sitting there. I'm the worst. I can actually see a plate that's got some grapes and some cheese on it from yesterday we'll talk about a waste, um, but that I forgot to bring back up because I 
I was done eating it, right? That like, I don't think about it. I don't, I'm not thinking about it. And that's where I want you guys to get to. I remember that space in your brain that is wired to what am I going to eat? What am I not going to eat? Why am I eating this? Why am I eating that? Should I eat that? Should I eat that? Constant, right? That's where we want that to be gone. And so this is where you have to really trust and be in tune to your body's needs. So you don't even have to think about it. Split seconds, even faster. What's what's faster than a split second? A nanosecond? Is that even a thing? (laughs) Um, you know, so you're so in tune. That's why you're doing all of this right now in this concentrated period of time, right? So that, so that you not only lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way, in a way that you've worked through a bunch of shit mentally, your old habits and whatnot, but then, so you don't got to think about that. Could you imagine as a species that we don't know what the fuck to eat? We don't, you know what I mean? That we have to count our food. We have to weigh our food. We have to measure our food. We have to follow Do you know what I mean? It is so fucked up that we just, and everything is out there, you know, whether, whatever you're following. That's what I loved about the living method. What you are doing now is a means to an end. That's why next week is really cool. It's where we start to personalize the plan. Don't freak out because you're still very much following the program. Personalizing the plan is still following the program. It's still checking in. It's doing all the things. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but it's helping you to be in tune. We're going to teach you how to be in tune to your body's needs. Take everything that you've learned and implement that to maximize your efforts to get and to keep the scale moving. It's also the setup to just living your life, which is really super cool. All right, let me get to more questions here. Down two pounds after a three-week plateau. Everything you say about a plateau is true. Yeah, you want plateaus, you need plateaus, but chances are you're still going to be frustrated about that plateau. (laughs) When you're on a plateau, you should be noticing your body change. You should be noticing your body change. Plateaus aren't just doing nothing. We probably need stabilizing, stabilizing time. What was the word? I used to call them something different. What was it? Anyone remember? Anybody remember? Uh, what I used to call uh, stabilizing periods, I can't remember. But it's not a plateau is just like as you're just sitting there. It's stabilizing time. That's what that is. When the scale isn't moving, it's your body stabilizing your weight. It's making your new weight your new norm. It's resetting your set point. That's what's happening there. That's what's happening there. Um, lowest low, new decade, four programs, slow moving drops, but the body is changing drastically. There we go. I gained six in the break and it's finally gone. I know I won't reach my goal, uh, but now I am used to the gradual decline. Yeah. Time frame is weird, right? Like I picked the start date. So right now we're working on a, an app where like our app, but a, a leveled up version of our app where you can do the program at any time, right? Um, I pick three months because three months is long enough to make change. That And so that's where the three months come from. I get that asked that a lot. What's the 90, what's with the 91 days? What's with the three months? Three months is just that it takes at least 12 weeks in order to make real change in the body. It just takes time. And I also wanted to break it down into digestible bits. Like you forget, I, I know what it's like to lose over a hundred pounds. It takes longer than three fucking months, although I wish it didn't, but it did. And so it's all about digestible chunks of time. That's what this program is. It's about digestible chunks of time that you are specifically focusing on weight loss because weight loss isn't a lifestyle, right? That's why there's a start and there's an end to the digestible chunk of time that you're putting into weight loss. And then you can restart again and then restart again. And not only are you starting and finishing each program, you're going to start and then eventually you're going to finish your weight loss journey. You have got, there's got to be an end to your weight loss 
journey where you just leave it behind you and you live your life. Can any of you even imagine what that's like? Like I've maintained my weight now for over 30 years. It's just, I, it's not, although I'm constantly talking about weight loss because that's what I'm doing. I'm helping people. That's really where my passion and my goal for you lies is getting you to that place where you're just, you've, you've forgotten that you even had to lose weight. You've forgotten that you, you know, you've forgotten long about me and about the program and all. You're just living your life and you're one of those people like, how can you, how can you eat all that and, you know, not gain any weight? Well, because you're in tune to your body's needs. You've addressed your body's needs. Your body has no need to store fat. You're just out there enjoying life. You're in tune. You're not controlling. You're not moderating. You're not doing any of those things. You're just living. You're just living and, and trusting and being in tune, you know? Ah, so four programs. I love that. And that's what four programs does. Um, it's interesting. I just had a conversation with Ruth Kane and I've talked. So Ruth Kane is the professor at the university of Ottawa. She lost something like 70 pounds doing the program. Um, she's a professor. And then she came to me and was like, I want to study the living method. And she, uh, applied for grants from the government. So she is right now working on a, gr a grant from the government. She is in Australia, I believe right now, um, at some obesity conference. So she, we don't pay her because we want to be legit with the research and what's going on. Um, we're working on our clinical studies and whatnot. But right now, she's also really hyper-focused on maintenance. So she just did a survey in the maintenance group. She just did a survey in the maintenance group. This is so amazing. We had about 300 people fill out the survey, um, not like the seven, 8,000 of you who fill it out. So at the end of this program, you're going to have an opportunity to fill out the survey. Please do. Those surveys are so valuable to us in trying to figure out what more we can do to best support you. So we want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. So at the end of the program, please fill out the survey. Tell us what you think. Be honest. I, I want to hear, like, if you didn't do the program or you weren't successful, I want to know why so that I can make changes to the program so I can help you. Like, please take that time. It's the most important thing you can do, honestly, because I want this program to work for everybody. I want everyone to be successful at losing their weight. And I've learned so much. And we've actually made so many changes to the program based on the feedback. Anyway, Ruth Kane is um, one of the takeaways that I still haven't met with her yet to go over the survey results. Um, of the people who filled out the survey, 98% of our members in the maintenance group feel confident about moving on from their weight loss journey. They feel confident that they have the tools to be able to maintain their weight. That shit almost broke me when I heard that. I almost I went in the I almost went into the ugly cry. I can't right now. I got too much going on. That's just going to like tip me off, but 98% of our members in maintenance feel confident that they have the tools to be able to maintain their weight. I can't even think about that for a minute. Do you feel that? Do you feel confident? I hope you do, but it would make sense if you don't, especially if you're still on your weight loss journey. That's where we're, we're trying to get you to. That's where we're trying to get you to. So cool. Um, but anyway, back to Ruth Kane. Um, <laughs> I'm already on Ruth Kane, but you know what I mean. Um, she was telling, she was, she talks about how when people go into maintenance, right? People who actually been working at their weight longer have an easier time in maintenance mentally because they they keep program after program. They're not just helping their body lose the weight, but they're working through issues, associations, habits, past trauma. So they've spent more time 
supporting their new habits or working through their old habits, right? You know, or working through their issues or whatever they're working from. Whereas you can have someone who comes into the program and crushes it and loses like 60 pounds, but then it's really in maintenance where they're having a hard time because they haven't put the time in into being as in tune or working through past traumas or work. They've just kind of like plowed through and done everything that they needed to do. And yeah, lost the weight, which is great. And physically, yes, they've lost it in a different way, but they may have trust issues or they keep falling back into old patterns and habits, or they get triggered because of traumas and whatnot. It's really fascinating. Again, another reason to, you know, join that. I'm not never a pusher. I'm not a salesperson, but it's, that's another reason to join that maintenance group. I'm telling you, it, I think the maintenance group is eventually going to be our most popular group. I think it's going to be even more popular than our when our weight loss group at the end of the day. Um, good morning, everyone. So happy to be able to make it to a live today. I am in a stressful place these days, and this program is my safe space. Oh, I, I'm happy to hear that. I want it to be a safe place for you to work on your goals, to celebrate your wins, to show up and be frustrated on days, to just kind of feel like we get it. Great conversation with Dr. Paul yesterday, if you missed it, on stress. Sometimes you just need to drive it home in order, like in order for me, this always happens to me. I I put up with something. I keep doing something. I'm just, it's not working for me. And I hold on. I hold on to out of guilt, out of persevering about getting a shit done. And then always like there's a breaking point, (laughs) you know, where I'm like, okay, I got to let this go. And my mom is great for pointing this. She's like, why did you do that for so long? Why were you putting up with that for so long? Why did you, why didn't you, why don't you? Um, Because I think I got to get sometimes to a breaking point. So I'm hoping that in sharing, you know, how detrimental stress can be and you tie it specifically into your weight loss journey, it'll like, it'll resonate, you know? Because it's hard for me. It's so interesting because, you know, it's it's hard for me to it's not do things. It's hard for me to not do things, but then I'm not doing the things I'm doing well because I need, I'm taking on too many things, for example, but then I feel guilty about not doing the things, but then I feel guilty about not doing the things I'm doing well. And it's just a fucking shit sandwich. Like, <laughs> I just said, no, I can't do that. Let me shelve that right now so I can focus on that. But there's something about the guilt or the feelings or whatever. My God, it's a lot. It's a lot when it comes to stress, not just the things that you're not just the things that are stressing you, but it's then it's a whole other level of stress, the way you feel about the way you're managing your stress, right? It's, it's crazy. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Some really good, um, I actually feel crappy today wearing loose clothes. So proud of where I am on the program. I love that. You're loud. (laughs) I'm having a moral conflict right now with my MP. I see them for immune things, but they are talking Ozempic after trying everything to lose about 20 pounds. Okay. 
Well, they have lost way more than that and don't look healthy. How do I continue to see them when I don't feel they are authentic and making a good judgment? Oh, I love this. Okay. First of all, you're judging them. You're judging them. This, this is, and the reason why I say that is because this can happen a lot because you are, you're becoming self-aware and you are in tune to your body's needs. So when you see someone, for example, eating a Big Mac and fries or, or, you know, they're at a buffet and they got the food loaded up or you're in the grocery line and you see all the chips and the, 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 the ice cream in their cart and you're just like, whoa. So first of all, you're probably not judging them. You're observing them. So there's two different things. There's, there's judging and then there's observing. And so a lot of times people will say to me, I be, I've become really judgmental against per, some people and their food choices and that when I see them eat or I see them shopping or whatever. I said, is it, is it judgmental? Or are you just observing? And then what happens is if you see that person's plate of food, your body reacts like, oh my God, I don't want to eat all that. That's way too much for me. How can they eat that? Because you couldn't eat that, right? Seeing their stuff in the grocery cart. Whereas before you would have been like, oh yeah, chips, I need to pick up some chips or some ice cream. Now you're just like, oh God, it's just like, that's too much. So there is something to be said about in being in tune to your needs. It brings up awareness and, obs- and, and you're observing things that are working, not working for you, right? So that's one thing. Um, two, this just shows you how systemic um, the weight issue and how deep and far it goes that I, I've, had, I've had doctors do my program. I've had like every kind of healthcare practitioner do my program. Um, and I, I was helping people lose, I was helping people lose weight when I was like 250 pounds, right? Uh, I was teaching fitness classes where people are trying to get in shape and lose weight. And I was carrying an extra hundred and something pounds on me. Right. So, so, so. So there's that, right? Like your doctor can still be a good doctor and still be at a loss when it comes to, to like they could be an autoimmune expert and they could be great at digestion. They could be really good at what they do. And maybe they're just not good at doing the things they need to do in order to lose weight. Maybe they, they don't prioritize themselves well, right? Maybe they don't, they're so busy, they don't have time to, to, to be in tune to their needs, right? So that, that's the first thing is that your healthcare practitioner can be really good at what they do. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I, I, I've talked to Dr. Paul for years about stress. Someone the other day was like, oh, poor Gina, she's hanging off every word. I'm just like, what? No, that's not it. I, I'm like, it's resonating with me, but I'm, I'm into the conversation because it's such a fascinating conversation. But that's why I said to people like, I'm no martyr up here. I, 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 I'm right now, life has slammed me. You know, my kid's dad died just to, just this morning. I'm in bed with my son who just had an awful day yesterday. He's broken about it. And I just, just with one kid's okay. The next is whatever. And the feelings that I have about, I'm so sad for my kids that their fucking dad died, man. Like it's so huge. And then I, then I have like, then I had a lot going on. I got married last year. I turned 50. I'm dealing with hormones. I have this company I'm running. I have like 54 employees. Never in my life have I managed this kind of stress. Right. And that's just where I'm at now. So am I, am I like, 
getting the, am I doing everything I can to manage my stress? I am a fucking shit show. I am a fucking disaster. I am, look at me, I got wet, wet hair today. I, I pulled my back the other day dancing with the team. <laughs> you know that fun shoot I was talking about? I pulled my back. My back's a fucking mess. Um, I'm a hot fucking mess. That doesn't mean that I'm not really good when it comes to weight loss and knowing what other people need. Just because I'm at a loss in how to manage myself right now. I'm not at a loss. I'm just not doing it. Um, the truth is I've been drinking a lot of wine and that doesn't help. It just makes me spiral and now I got to... And now I'm off drinking it and then I'll be good. I'll be fine. I'll be okay, you guys. I'll be okay. I'm not, I'm not being hard on myself. I'm just, I'm trying to get across that. Just because I am not doing that well right now doesn't mean I'm not really fucking good at helping people lose weight. So that's really important. Two, the whole world is at a loss back to the diet industry. They don't know what to do. The diet industry don't know what to do. And a lot of dietitians. Um, and nutritionists are taught a certain way, eat less, exercise more, calories in versus calories out. And they just continue to double down on that. And Ozempic does have its place. So Ozempic, but Ozempic really, so there are a lot of people, so we're talking about, talk about portions for a second. And so you know how you get used to your, you have a set point that your body stays functioning at and it has certain requirements and when it comes to portions it's very hard for people to go from large portions into a very restricted calorie restricted diet we do it very gradually right we we give you those few weeks in the beginning you notice your portions naturally start to decline then we go from eating to satisfaction to eating a few bites less and having our body adjust to that then we go from approaching a, a different way and when we stabilize in between with back to satisfaction and then we go from splitting up the meals and snacks and approaching portions in another way that mentally gives us a break because we split those portions and then we're not like leaving it on our plate we know we can go back for more right we're we're in tune all day every day and chipping away at trying to be in tune to our body's needs portion wise. So for a lot of people who go straight up calorie restricting, it's very difficult for them to go from used to eating this much and to used to eating now what they need in order to lose weight. And so what Ozempic does is it slows the, the digestion of your food, the emptying of your stomach, for lack of a scientific explanation, um, and it suppresses your appetite. So it helps people get a control on their hunger levels without having to straight up put the time in that you guys have put in. Um, some people need that because they their health, is at risk and they need to lose weight and a lot of it sooner rather than later. Um, people have been using Ozempic since, I mean, I've been working with people taking Ozempic for the sake of uh, managing their diabetes forever. It's nothing new. It's nothing new when it comes to weight loss. It's what's happening is that the dose that you take for weight loss is so much higher than the dose that you take if you uh, have diabetes. And so the program's always really worked really well for people with diabetes. So sometimes people need, um, it's like, a, it's like they need, they need help with it. Now, what I would hope is that your, your naturopathic doctor, your ND, I can't remember what it was, is also doing other things alongside that to not just take a pill and suppress their appetite, but, you know, starting to manage their stress and move their body and make better food choices and whatnot. Like, I think the program is the perfect complement to anyone taking Ozempic because 
I went to the obesity conference. Obviously, this is all they were talking about. The problem with Ozempic is besides this, besides the side effects that are very real, is it's not helping people get, it's just helping people be even more disconnected to their bodies, not in tune to their bodies. So when you stop taking Ozempic, you will gain that weight back plus more than like you've never had before. That's the problem with Ozempic is people are not only gaining it back, they're like, they're getting it back at a higher rate than people who just do a deprivation diet. That's the real issue with Ozempic is you have to keep taking it forever or you will gain it all back and be back in the same situation. Besides the fact that there's just not the research out there for sustainability, but I'm not against Ozempic. I'm not. I'm not I'm not uh, against bariatric surgery. I'm not. Um now, have we had so many people reach out and say they were taking Ozempic, it didn't work for them, and they did the program, and then they've been successful, right? Like, that, I mean, we have so many stories about that. But even with that, you think I'd be like, be like, oh, you know, drugs bad, just do the program, lose it healthy. Some For some reasons, for so many reasons, some people could really benefit from using Ozempic, the problem is, or any other type of weight loss drug. The problem is, though, the sustainability doesn't change. You're going to get it all back plus more the minute you stop taking it. Um... And that's no way to live. And, and it's having a suppressed appetite and is no way to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want you to get to a place where you can enjoy all the yummy bites of bits that life has to offer. We, we I want you to want to indulge in the food because it's delicious. I, I want you to have the things. I want you to find joy in food. You know, we, we use food for so many things. So, so yeah, so that's, that's, a, I, that's interesting. So the moral conflict, so you can't control what other people do and just be, just because they're not doing right by themselves doesn't mean they they're not still super knowledgeable in what you need to do right um maybe what you can say is like if they're having this conversation with you or they're trying to convince you to take ozempic or whatever that might be is just be like hey like i respect your decision to do whatever you want to do i i'm what's working for me is really working for me it's it's kind of like keeping your energy directed at yourself that's what you need to do just focus on yourself maybe what'll happen you can continue to go see her not that it's your responsibility but you just continue to look amazing feel amazing and you know they'll continue to take their Ozempic and have that Ozempic. You can tell who's taken Ozempic. It's just not a good look. For that reason alone, Ozempic is not, it's like this weird, I don't know, but you can tell people who are taking Ozempic. It's this weird look. I don't know. To each his own. That's what I like to say, to, to each his own. I don't know if that helped, Nicole. I don't know if that was way off or or, you know, authentic. And I don't feel they are authentic in making a good judgment. Yeah. Um... People are human. People are human. And, you know, as long as she's not trying to convince you of doing something and she's aware, maybe she's just at a loss or doesn't have capacity or, I don't know, so desperate or, you know, listen, a lot of traumas, right? A lot of people have some heart. They need to lose the weight, but they, they can't work through the trauma when we work through, you guys are working through your issues and associations with coping, right? There's some people who are dealing with some real trauma there and it hurts and it's hard for them to work through that. They still, they need to lose the weight. They want to lose the weight, but maybe they don't have the capacity in their lives to go there, to go there, right? It's, it's a big thing. This is a big thing that you guys are doing and the stuff that you're facing and working through. Some of you is, is really huge. And we, we get this a lot where people will do a program. They're just like, I wasn't ready. You know, I, even though the scale was moving physically, I was doing great. I wasn't ready to go there mentally, you know, and then they come back and then they, you know, they obviously they move on, be successful. So it could be that, or maybe just ask and be like, you know, can I ask why, why aren't you 
you know, wanting to, someone who's so about health, wanting to take a drug, like, what is that about? You know, it's, it is very fascinating and it, it is very fascinating. I also think there's place for both. And that's the problem with the whole, you know, um, naturopathic, you know, holistic part of it is like, there's room for everybody. There's huge gaps, especially when it comes to supplements, which we know the research is there that they work, um, or alternative therapies and whatnot, where you have your doctor who is very well-versed and the things they're well-versed in. There's a lot of shit they got to be really good at. So it makes sense. They're not great at everything like nutrition or, you know, what's available in supplements. I mean, you'd have to, like, I don't even have to spend every second of your day, like trying to learn all that shit. So there is huge gaps. And I think there's room for both. There's room for, you know, um, our doctors and, you know, alternatives. And they're, they're, you know, you can do both at the same, you can do both at the same time. You can take a blood pressure medication and, you know, take a holistic approach to all the other things that you're doing. You know, I think there's room for both. Same thing with like vegan and eat meat, no meat don't eat meat. There's like this huge divide. Like I, I understand ethically, if you don't want to eat meat, I totally get that. But then, then you got to go into the, also the ethics of, of fish and then the, you know, the, the environmental effects of a vegan and there's just so much shit. So I totally get that to each his own, but it seems to be this all or nothing, you know, where, where in reality, people do not need the amount of meat that they are consuming, not even close to the amount of meat that they're consuming, like a pound and a half of cooked meat protein per week. That's it. And so there really should be this sort of like balance between more plant protein and, you know, have meat, have when you feel like having a steak or some red meat, have it. You know, that doesn't mean that you have to incorporate, you know, meat all day, every day, but also if you feel a need for it, you know, so I, I always find it's kind of like, doesn't have to be that all or nothing type of thing. Oh, that was a really interesting conversation. Thank you for that. I don't want to think about the money I've spent on programs, thinking that by spending more money will keep me more motivated. Wrong. Might as well throw money into the garbage. Yeah, I, I get that, right? I get that. It's that people do that. So people would do that with me. People would do that with me where um, I worked at this place once and it was sort of in an affluent type of area. I'm not going to say, not going to name names because it was a lovely place to work. But what happened is people found out I was working there because I was like, I you know wanted to see clients in person and get back into working in an office space and people would, because like, I work from home and online and I'm like, let me go somewhere. And people found out I was there. It was great. Um, there was no shortage of clients. But what happens is that people would come in. They would pay because I charged a lot of money, thousands of dollars. And um, they would come in and pay me the money. And then I couldn't get them to come back and see me. Like they just wouldn't show up. And you would think that that's amazing. People would pay me money and I wouldn't have to work. It is the worst feeling. It, when you really want to help people reach a goal, like you'll all meet people and they'll like come in tears and like, I really been trying to lose weight for 20 years and I want to do this. This will mean the world to me. And I really want it. And I get excited and I'm like, I'm making a plan and then I'm texting them and I'm calling them and I'm setting up appointments with them and they don't, they're not showing up. And I was like, what the, f I, so I stopped working there. Cause I was like, I can't do this anymore. And the owners were like, yeah, but you're getting paid. You're making great money to not do anything. I'm like, that, I don't want that. I don't want that. So people thought that by paying me, it would make them accountable. And this is why I always say you cannot pay me enough money to work with somebody who is not ready. This is why I am not into convincing people to buy the program. 
I'm not into that. I'm not, I'm not into that. That's why I love that sharing is caring. Spread the word. I love that most of our members are from organic growth word, right? But you cannot pay me enough to work with someone who is not ready. And money and investing in something doesn't hold you accountable. Now, the maintenance program is different because you're already losing. That's like you're manifesting. You're getting there. You're not, but, you know, spending that. And it's also super affordable at the same time. You know, but I totally get that. I totally get that. This is why people also do this beyond money. They berate themselves. If they, if I'm really hard on myself, if I berate myself, if I punish myself, that will make me do what I need to do. And it, do- it doesn't. It just makes you feel like shit. It's, if anything, it makes things worse. It makes things worse rather than understanding where you're at, meeting yourself where you're at, showing up with compassion and kindness and support for yourself. It's a totally different vibe. It's a totally different vibe, you know. My scale is up this morning. I've been struggling with a wicked cold for five days, bit the bullet, and I'm heading to see the doctor. Yes. Go see your doctor. Go go get help. Go get help. Why are we so resistant to that? We're so resistant to that. If you follow maintenance, does that keep your weight stable or can you keep losing if you have weight to lose? Oh, such a great question. It's a really great question. Oh, my goodness. I got to go. I don't have time for that, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Um, look how hard it is to lose weight right now trying and doing all of the things. So the thing is, is that I'm always mindful to say to people that you're not going to lose more weight than you need because then people are like, oh, I knew it. I'm not going to be able to lose this last 10 pounds or 20 pounds. You'll be able to lose your weight. If you have visible fat, you're going to, if you have 10 pounds, 20 pounds, you're going to be able to lose that. Five pounds, you're going to be able to lose that. Um, But you're going to probably have to try to lose that. Look at all the things that you're doing to try to lose weight. So for maintenance, so we're going to talk about maintenance next week. And there are two ways that you can, so the the living method has four stages to finally and forever. There's lose your weight. That's step one, reach your goal. Step two is solidify your weight. So that's where you want to put time into maintaining your weight. So that's three months, status quo. And people do that either by repeating the program, which yes, you're going through the steps physically, but you don't have to be like maximizing your efforts or any of that, but you are still working through, through things mentally. So it allows you, it's like a proactive maintenance period where you're leveling up. You're getting even more in tune to portions, even more in tune to your body's needs, continuing to work through those habits, reinforcing those new ones. And then there's the, the third stage, which is after you put that three months in into, and this can be weeks for some people, or it can be years for some people where you're in maintenance and you're just trying to understand what maintenance looks like and feels like to you. Now, when you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to figure out what weight loss looks like and feels like to you. So you can maximize, capitalize, keep that shit going. Once you're in maintenance, this is where you, you, you kind of get comfortable with maintenance. What it what what normal fluctuations are like on the scale. Learning to trust if you do indulge, your weight's going to come right back down. So really utilizing back on track whenever you need it. Um, you know, also maybe this is where you stop asking the four questions because you feel like you're already in tune. This is where you are working to learning to trust that you're going to be able to maintain this weight. And they, like I said, for some people that's weeks and they're ready to move on. And other people they need to put more time in because although physically. Like we have people who've been in maintenance for years, physically, easily sustaining and maintaining their weight, but still have, still mentally are working through some stuff that, you know, that to, to, to be calm around food, right? 
So it's really interesting. And then there's that fourth stage where you're like, you know what, I'm good. I don't need to worry about, I don't need to think about it anymore. I don't need to ask the four questions. I don't need to, I'm just living my life. I'm just waking up, looking good, feeling good. The other day in the group, we did a three-day no weight challenge because it can be great to utilize, to use the scale when you're in maintenance to understand what normal fluctuations are. Right. But eventually you want to get off that scale that you get. Some people are using the scale to celebrate the fact that they've lost like 100 pounds or whatever. And they're so excited about it. And they just remind themselves and it brings them joy. And then other people are trying to stay within a certain range. And they realize the scale isn't helping with that. It's really super fascinating. So when you're in maintenance, regardless of whether you repeat the program or we're going to teach you another technique called personalizing the plan, um, you might still lose a few pounds. You you might still you might still lose a few pounds. You're not trying to lose, so it's not like you're going to lose more weight than like it's unhealthy or anything like that. Because remember, you're losing weight in a healthy, sustainable way. But this number on the scale thing is such bullshit because your body doesn't know the fucking number. It doesn't give a shit about the number. It's just like, what number are you talking about? So this is where we really shift the conversation into your goal weight is more of a feeling. And first of all, it's a range. Your set point isn't just one number. Your set point is like a range of 10 pounds. And you'll realize once you're maintaining your weight and you're no longer trying to see your lowest low every single day, that your weight stays about five pounds above your goal weight. It doesn't mean that you've gained weight. It's just like that's the normal fluctuations. It's like there's like usually a 10 pound range. I always say my weight is between 119 and 130. There are times in my life where I'm at the lower end, sorry, yeah, 119. And then there's times in my life for 130. Like the last year I've been up around the 130 range, 127, 132, you know, down and up and whatever. And for most of my life though, I've, I've sat around that 119, 125 stage. That's because I'm going through an immense amount of stress. I'm going through hormones. I got some health issues that I'm dealing with. And so, but I have the tools to be able to maintain my weight within that range and do the things that I need to do to feel, you know, whatever. So, so it's like, you're not going to lose weight, more weight to the point it's unhealthy. You're just going to lose weight. If your body decides to drop weight while in maintenance, it's because that's where it probably feels its best. But within that, you're right now you're trying to see your lowest low. And when you're just living your life, you're not going to be trying to see your lowest low anymore. So you'll probably sit about five pounds above your lowest low. That's because when you have like carbohydrates and breads and whatever, your body's retaining more water to process those. Um, I have had the odd person who, um, I remember I had one guy who, uh, I helped him lose weight and, um, he reached out three years later, um, after the holidays and was like, Hey, you know, I'm just reaching out. Like I had, you know, I really indulged with the holidays. My weight is up. I just am feeling like, I don't know, maybe I should book some more sessions with you. And I said, no, you don't just get back on track. You know what you need to do? Get back on track, you know, give it a week. And at the, if a week goes by and you feel like you still need me, you know, I'll help you. And, um, so of course a week went by and I checked in with him. How are you doing? And he's like, He's like, oh, great. All the weight I gained has come right back off. And I'm like, see, you know, and he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I guess I'd just been kind of was just thinking, you know, worried I was falling back into old habits. I'm like, you've been maintaining your weight for three years. You're good. I said, but 
I said, listen, like I've made so many changes to my program. I've got like this awesome thing that I'm doing. Like it's really going to help you kind of work through that mindset. You know, it sounds like you maybe have a bit of a trust issue. You know, maybe you can go back in and learn some cool tools. And he's like, Gina, are you fucking kidding? He's like, I don't need no new and improved Gina program. Your your other program worked well enough for me that I like he was concerned at losing too much weight. <laughs> and at the at the end of the program, when I was working with him, at the time, because I didn't have a program back then, he kept losing weight. And this is where I said to him, shift your focus, get into working out, start building some muscle. Right now, your body is just in the mode of releasing fat. So you need to shift the focus on that. Stop trying to maximize and do all these things every day that you were doing to lose your weight. Just kind of start living your life, right? So obviously, his weight stopped dropping. He's very happy with where he's at. But that was the joke. He's like, I don't need no new and improved Gina thing. I had, you know, I lost too much weight last time. So you're not going to lose too much weight. Um, and you're not going to not lose your weight. But it is a really interesting conversation. How do you know when you're done? And that's why I suggest that your goal is not a number. It's a feeling on the scale. And remember, while you're doing the program, you are trying to see your lowest low every single day. You are maximizing. That is not the life that you are going to live at least I hope not, once you're done losing your weight. Now, with that said, people, some people realize that they don't feel as good in maintenance as they felt when they were losing weight. That We get this all the time. Like, I'm maintaining my weight, but I don't feel as good as I felt when I was losing weight. And we're like, well, that's because you're probably not managing your stress the way that you were when you're trying to lose weight. You're probably not trying to manage your sleep the way you were when you're trying to move the dial on the scale. <clears throat> you're probably not moving your body in the way that you were when you were on that plateau when you wanted to break that. And all the things that you are doing on this program, managing your stress and your sleep and, you know, um, moving your body and, and prioritizing yourself in your life make a big difference, not just when it comes to getting and keeping the scale moving, but in how you feel. So that's a big conversation that we have in maintenance too. It's like people were realizing that the things that they were doing to lose weight were actually making them feel really good. And now that they're no longer motivated to lose the weight, what is their motivation? Now, what is your motivation for managing your stress and trying to get a bed and going to bed early or getting that good night's sleep or exercise? What's your motivation now? And that's where people are reassessing their why once they're done losing. Now, what's your why for, for, for maintaining? And then once you're done, what's your why for living? What's next? What's next? No, I got to go. Ah, I love this conversation. I love you guys. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of this conversation today. I don't even know what I even talked about, <laughs> but I'm here for it. We have a lot of time left to talk a lot about a lot of things. We are not done yet. For those of you who still want to move the down the scale, get out of your head, show up every single day maximize your efforts, set your intentions, end of day reflections, double down on those four mindfulness questions. Keep it going right to the very last day, right to the very last day. We have two and a half weeks. Plus we are working on uh, a carryover group. So we are going to give you two extra weeks to help support you as you roll into the holiday season, right? I'm going to give you, uh, again, I'm spoiler alert here. Um, we're going to have details on this. So essentially, that's going to be, you have two and I'm doing math. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's at today. Two and a half weeks left of the program, plus an extra two weeks where you'll have support. It's not going to be a guided everyday thing, but you're going to have access to our team to continue to ask any questions that you need. So then essentially that's four and a half weeks if you want it. Now, if you're like, screw you, Gina, I want to be done this program and I need a break, then that's fine too. 
So there's time. And then there's time between the holidays. And then there's the rest of the time that you need to put into losing your weight. So it doesn't just end when the program ends. Remember, we're just breaking it down into digestible bits. That's it, right? So um, on the check-in today, I talked about how some people are asking where to post their 20 questions. So you go through those 20 questions in the book. If you want to post your answers and you want like be detailed about it, we are here to help you. Ask as many questions as you need. Remember, we want you to be successful. That's our goal. I want you to keep showing up for as long as you need, but the end game is for you to lose your weight and never look back. That's what we want for you. So reach out. Um, if I didn't get to your question today, uh, which I'm sure I did not, uh, pop it over on the question of the day page. The team will answer it over there. Have an amazing day, everyone. And I'll see y'all later. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com